Talk Radio 96.7. Yeah, let's kick it into high gear because we're talking sports on Sports Central. Sports Central brought to you by, well, let's pull it out here and take a quick look, uh, by uh, People's Barbecue. That's what I get for not looking at it soon enough. Well, I, Neil Duncan will set me straight because he's your host. <laughs> People's Barbecue is very delicious. It's one of the most delicious barbecues there is. Yep. Best in Polk County. Neil Duncan here, uh, Sports Central, a rainy Thursday evening. Uh, got Josh Hicks in the house and uh, Rebecca Messina uh, here as usual to, um, well, probably annoy me. I was going to say pester. No. That's a good word. That's a better yeah. word than annoy because she does a good job at pester. That, that's that's <laughs> accurate. I'll See, she's already right she, now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, this is, we've talked about it's kind of the, the 4th of July has now happened. People are starting to look at uh, getting the last of the summer vacations in, starting to think about school, starting back up. Um, being a husband of a teacher, I don't outwardly show my excitement for that, but what that means is football's right around the corner. That's right. So very excited about that. But, um, you know, a few weeks, uh, gosh, it's almost been a month already, the Polk County All Sports Awards there at the RP Funding Center. Uh, but Deshaun Williams was uh, the Lake Wales uh, or is the Lake Wales uh, weightlifting coach and uh, just continues with some pretty cool stuff. Yep. So during the course of the school year, Sean Williams geared up his student athletes to be the best weightlifters they could be at Lake Wales High School. He also dedicates his time coaching weightlifters outside of Lake Wales High School, though. Last month, he was named the Ledger's 2023 Weightlifting Coach of the Year because he was at the helm of Lake Wales team that was the District 2A11 and Class 2A3 Regional Champions. His team was also county Olympic champions as well as runner-up and traditional. In all, he produced 10 state qualifiers, the most in the county, four state medals, and was ninth in Olympic competition at state. After accomplishing that, he went right back to his business at Max Effort Training, an Olympic training club that he's been coaching at for a year and a half. His athletes from Max Effort just competed in the USA Weightlifting National Champions last week in Colorado Springs, and we want to congratulate him on a great career as a weightlifting coach, and we can't wait to see what this year is going to bring him. Absolutely, and uh, you know, Josh, this wasn't it wasn't a sport when we were in high school. It was something you did to play football or play basketball right. or, or play sports or whatever. But uh, now, one of the reasons, obviously, Coach Williams is doing an outstanding job. Is a job, but one of the reasons we want to bring this back to the forefront is the fact that, uh, in case you missed it, uh, visit Central Florida Sports, as we're now known, uh, partnered with uh, Polk County Public Schools, Dan Talbot, with the FHSA to bring in the Boys and Girls State Weightlifting Championships to the RP Funding Center. Of course, their staff does a good job. Uh, but now all these state championships that we're able to partner, one is because the experience that you put together um, – at the RP Funding Center, but the great destination that we have. But also, you have to have a core of volunteers. So shout out to all the coaches and the athletic directors assisting Dan Talbot, uh, Senior Director of Athletics for Polk County Public Schools, and putting that on. Uh, but that's this is a sport that you're going to just continue, continue to see grow. Yeah, no, I think it's going to keep growing. You kind of hit on the head or hit on it a little bit that um, it's important for cross-training, important for other sports. So. I think a testament to that is uh, how great Lake Wells uh, performed at Polk County All Sports Port All County Sports Awards this year. Um, no, it's starting early. Yeah, it starting early. <laughs> it's going to be. We a are in segment one, and two yeah. of the three of us can't talk. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, I just I was getting at you know they you know they were football state champs. Um, their, their cheerleading team was great. I mean, softball was good this year. I think a lot of that yeah, goes back honestly. to weightlifting and training. Absolutely. So pretty cool stuff there. Um, I was confused during this, but I got some clarity. So so we're good. But Ty Evans played baseball at Lakeland Christian, and he's gone on to the Florida Gators. But you said he's originally from Auburndale, right? But Auburndale then he went boy. to play for LCS. Yes. So you're really excited about how he did in the College World Series? Oh no, I think it was a, a great, uh, great showing for Auburndale and for Lakeland Christian baseball. The former MLB player and coach of Lakeland Christian, Matt Evans, uh, spoke to the, Diaz. Or excuse me, Matt Diaz. 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 Wow. <laughs> yes, Matt Diaz. Is it Diaz or Diaz? It's Diaz. It's We've Diaz. had this discussion on this yes, show before. Oh, well, learn something new every day. Well, former Lakeland Christian baseball player Ty Evans showcased a stellar performance at the College Baseball World Series. He went five for 12, and he was the first ever athlete to hit five home runs. Yeah, five home runs during the College World Series uh, for the Florida Gators. Uh, so congratulations to him. Um, I will not gloat in case he is back in Bull County that the Gators lost. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Ty, if you're listening. I'm a Florida State fan, but uh, uh, he did really well, and uh, might we see him. I don't know what year he is up there. I think he's uh, a sophomore, so he's got a couple more years. Okay, yeah, so he, he may not be uh, leaving for the MLB draft just yet, but uh, pretty cool st- stuff there. We've been talking about it for a couple of months, really, but uh, uh, the Polk State College Volleyball, again, you know, if you look at the investment that the city of Winter Haven in uh, Polk County uh, through Visit Central Florida Sports made in the Advent Health Fieldhouse, mm-hmm. uh, we like to call events that aren't traditionally in Polk County non-traditional events. The, you know, volleyball certainly not a non-traditional event, but really didn't for have us. a venue for uh, for us for in Polk County that was large enough to host tournament competitive style volleyball and in that partnership now multi-million dollar uh investment reaping millions and millions of dollars in in return and jobs and and new dollars coming into to polk county so uh it's cool to see things like this but uh, over at polk state college they're going to be hosting a camp yep so we're going to talk about the polk state train to compete camp that's taking place this summer so it's taking place july 18th to 20th and july 25th to the 27th so it should be coming up in the next like two weeks. Um, the assistant coach, Diana Barboza, will be hosting the camp, and it's for female players of all skill levels, ages 10 to 16. Yeah, we used to actually host the FHSA state finals for volleyball at the RP Funding Center, but now we've recruited that back to Polk County this past year. It uh, Girls in the fall, boys in the spring, uh, state championships for FHSA. So uh, it's funny how, um, you know, when a plan comes together. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, it's good stuff, but that's not the only thing that Polk State College won. Oh yeah, they. Um, speaking of baseball, Nelson Taylor, um, you know, he won the Golden Globe for the second year in a row. Outfielder, N- Did Nelson you say Taylor. Globe? The Golden Globe. Is oh, he, I, in a, is well, he an he actor did, he did or actress? Yes. No. <laughs> no sorry. I, I just that's two for two else for me so far. I, I believe he's a, a baseball player, so maybe the Golden Glove. Love, yes. Taylor was previously <laughs> recognized this season for a Suncoast Conference Defensive Player of the Year and got recognized as an FCSAA Golden Glove recipient. So congratulations to Nelson. And it would not be a episode of Sports Central without Becky talking about Florida Southern oh, Lacrosse. Geez. Here we go. So and, and then that usually, as Eric likes to call it, turns into the Becky therapy hour. Mm-hmm. So take it away, Becky. All right. So... <laughs> 
Nick Shannon, he is a long stick midfielder. Uh, he was named USILA Scholar All-American last Thursday. The team also received the honor as All-American Scholar Athletes. Um, in order to earn the USILA Academic Team Award, a program needs to compile a team GPA of 3.0 or above for the season. The mocks were one of just 22 programs throughout the NCAA Division II to receive the honor. They were joined on the list by fellow Sunshine State Conference members, Florida Tech, Lynn Rollins, and St. Leo. So we want to say congrats to them, and good job. They studied. Woo. <laughs> well, and, and again, for all those youngsters out there listening to Sports Central, there's a reason it's called student-athlete. My mom always says not that. Non-athlete-student. Yeah, my mom always says I that. I did not get that message when I was in school. We can um, tell. I, oh. <laughs> I was just trying to have enough core Pass enough core classes to stay <laughs> to eligible. Right. Same. So good for them. That's that's pretty cool stuff there. That is. Well, to, to kind of combat Becky's uh, therapy hour, we'll talk about that other school in Lakeland, the other one that we love. You've been listening to Boom. Becky's therapy hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. Yeah. No, but, you know, the director of athletics for Southeastern University, Drew Watson, just recently promoted – uh, coach David Jorner from interim head coach to head coach of both the men's and women's golf teams. Last year, the head coach Joyner led both teams to an NEIA championship where the men's finished um, the program best at 11th and the women's finished eighth. So congratulations to, to coach Joyner. Absolutely. When we come back, uh, as we get ready to head to our first break, we're going to talk about the Tampa Bay Rays. Are they on a slide or is the all-star break coming at a perfect time? Uh, they play at 640 tonight against the Phillies in a rematch of the, uh, I think it was 2008 World Series. But then they have three home games against the Braves, which everyone is saying the World Series looks like it's going to be the Rays and the Braves. We'll talk about it when we come back right here on Talk Radio 96.7. You're listening to Sports Central. Back to Sports Central as we get into uh, another session with uh, the guys from Polk County Sports Marketing and Tourism, brought to you by May Production and Installation. In the studio, we've got Becky, Josh, and Neil Duncan. Thanks, sir. Welcome back to Sports Central. And uh, you said Golden Glove, and I was a little taken <laughs> back. Golden. No, you said Golden Glove. Wait, no. Glove. Globe. You said Glove. Globe. There we yep. go. So the Golden Globe Awards are actually film and television, correct? Yeah. That's what it looks like. And then the Oscars is like a higher regard, I think, just movies. Mm, Okay. Learned something new. Hmm. You know. You can see how much we watch those. He he had the best glove in the globe. That's what I was getting at. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, speaking of, the best uh, team in baseball – uh, has in, in MLB has been the Tampa Bay Rays. We don't um, have to hype them up. Tyler's not listening today. <laughs> well, it, it's not about hyping them up. It's about telling the truth. And uh, unfortunately, their recent streak, the Atlanta Braves, have passed them with the best record in baseball. Uh, a lot of people are saying odds are Braves make it for the World Series. The Rays make it for the World Series, which I'd be very happy about, obviously, with the Rays. Uh, maybe third time's a charm. Uh, they were in the World Series in 2020, uh, and then uh, 2008. Uh, they didn't win either one of those World Series, but um, they have been surpassed for the best rank or best uh, record, and they have slipped on ESPN's power ranking to number two. Yeah, um, you owe intern Y an apology. I said I was sorry last week. Yeah, but 
Why would I He'd probably say like to hear it again. I well, <laughs> wait. Let's just wait until the next um, series when they actually play the Braves, and we can let them really duke it out and kind of get us. So, so I, I, I will not apologize for being a race fan. I did apologize for being incorrect uh, when he said last week that the that they had a better win percentage and they were taking the Rays over as the number one team in baseball. As a fan, you just refuse to believe that. Let's let him go that way. Well, here's the thing: since the Rays started 13 and 0, they have been. From the start yeah. to to now, the number one team in yeah. baseball, and still they're number two. So we'll we'll see what happens. But they're kind of limping. Um, they've limped into this series against the uh, the Phillies. As I mentioned the rematch of the 2008 World Series. Uh, this is as cold as they've been all season. Um, but let's stay positive. I mean, it, it is a long season, 162 games. The All Star break is uh, one series away. Uh, get some time for some rest. They've had injuries. Um, and they're still right there. I mean, they're they're leading. Um, try to see if I can get this real quick. I think they're leading by six games in the East. No, five games, because uh, Baltimore won their last game. So they're they're ahead in the um, the East. They're fifty seven and thirty two. Baltimore is behind a fifty and thirty five. There's been seasons that the Rays have had that they're already close to what their win total was for that season. The total season, yeah. So I think they've been in um They're still in a good spot. 24 seasons. Uh, I think they've had, of those, it's uh, 10 or 11 winning seasons and where they've made or made a run at the playoffs. So it is a long time. What is that, 57, 32, 89 games? So they're a little past the halfway point. I, I think they're fine. There's no reason to push the panic button on this team yet. I will be interested in seeing how they perform this weekend. So it's Tonight against the Phillies at home, 6.40 p.m., and then you have Friday at 6.40, Saturday at 7.15, and Sunday at 1.40, and then they head to the All-Star break um, to see where this team is against seemingly now the number one team in baseball. If they get swept or they go one and two or they win the series, do you put enough, do you put a lot of stock in what the result of this series is as, as you know projecting the end of the year? I think it's fun to think about and, and and examine it, but I don't I don't put a lot of a lot of stock in it for for projecting the end of the year because there's a lot of baseball still to be played. Um, and like like we talked about with um, the Lightning, these guys have played a lot of um, external seasons in the postseason, so they got they got some some wear and tear that they got to work through. And and I think uh, the All Star break is probably going to be the best thing for them. That's a great point. As we shift our uh, focus to the Lakeland Flying Tigers. Of course, uh, great Fourth uh, of July fireworks extravaganza this past Tuesday night. Unfortunately, yesterday's game was postponed by rain, so they've already started um, uh, their doubleheader because they took last night. And they're they're doing it tonight, so uh, makeup game. So game one and two, and I believe it's Bark in the Park night over there. So. Uh, Take your dog out there if the uh, thunderstorms stay away. That's or Becky can so take cute. Becky can take her fish. Yeah, Alfie would really like it. Wait, what? It's not pet night. I guess it's bark night. You, Alfie pet, barks. You have a pet name. All right, whatever. His name <laughs> so, is Alfred. He goes by Alfie. He doesn't go by anything because the fish can't talk he and talks listen. To me, he did. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. And Eric, we are back to <laughs> therapy with Becky. <laughs> this is. Therapy with Becky. (laughs) (laughs) Therapy for Becky. Um, So tomorrow night, Friday night, Flying Tigers team baseball card set giveaway. So if you go out to the park, that game's at 630 against uh, Port St. Lucie. 
And then Friday, uh, excuse me, Saturday, 6 p.m., uh, no fireworks because they just did that on Tuesday. And then don't forget about Sunday when they finish their series with uh, St. Lucie, 1 o'clock, 34 Club Sunday Brunch. Have you ever gone and done that, Josh? Not the brunch, but I've heard it's a good time. Delicious. And and I know you have about the same willpower that I have. Yeah. So I would advise you to stay away <laughs> from the brunch. See, <laughs> I was impressed. He didn't get any ice cream today. I, and I, I wanted no? it bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's now exciting. you've got me thinking about ice cream. Yeah. The 34 Club, though. <laughs> Dead is, air is not good for yeah. radio, but I literally was thinking about ice cream. Yeah. What kind of toppings you would get? Gummy bears. Yeah. Eric, what's your favorite kind of ice cream? Oh, chocolate chip, man. That's the stuff. Mm. I get on board with that. I Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm very plain. I could OD on that. I'm playing with, uh, like, just a chocolate milkshake is good, but if I'm going to have ice cream and really go crazy... Um, I think birthday cake, you can't miss with birthday cake mm-hmm. or something that has chopped up brownies in it. Yeah. I really like cookie dough mm-hmm. or mint chocolate chip. You guys were at uh, Lakeside Village today. Yes, we were. We were at Coldstone. Coldstone, and they have a uh, food truck now, right? They they do, where they can go out to events and they cater. actually uh, cater um, corporate, corporate events and different things at the RP Funding Center with uh, Levy. So, Eric, my question to you is, if there is a food truck for Coldstone, yes, and they met with them before they came here, one, why is there nothing in our hands? And two, why is the truck not outside ready to serve us? It's time now for therapy with Neil. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just would like to point out that food I, therapy is always the best I therapy. I asked Neil before we went to Coldstone if he wanted anything, and he can told you, me no. Can you prove that? Yeah, Josh was there. Josh, he did she ask that? that? I'm just going to reiterate Eric's uh, temperatures that he listed before the show, if we tried to bring ice cream, it would have been a lost cause. Okay, but I offered. That, that's a that's a flimsy defense. <laughs> that's a flimsy <laughs> defense. I got vanilla with gummy bears. Like a psychopath. Yeah. What do you want from me? Uh, well, I want gummy bears! <laughs> I tell you what I want from the Detroit Tigers is a few more wins. Uh, they got around 500. Uh, I think they were one game back, and then uh, uh, they slipped a little bit. So now they're 10 games below 500. Uh, they have fallen back behind Minnesota, who le- leads excuse me, the Central Division, and the Cleveland Guardians, who are two games back. Tigers are six games back, 5-5 uh, five and five in their last 10, but uh, still an outside shot. The only way they're going to be in the playoffs is to win the Central Division. Um, still an outside shot for them to do that in the second half of the season. I just hope that those young players and that pitching can hold up uh, because it would be really great for us if they make the playoffs and then all those fans and all those people from the Michigan area that love to come down here and enjoy uh, Polk County, Lakeland, and spring training uh, can come down. But you can see this team getting better. Yep. How uh, was their game today? Do you know the what, Tigers? Yeah. They were playing their were last game in the, the Athletics. Yeah. yeah. They uh, they got a, a series coming up against the Blue they Jays. They won today 9 nothing. so a good oh, win nice. there for the Tigers. So Maybe. with that, we're going to head to break. Hopefully Eric will run out and get us some ice cream, but if not, we'll come back for the second half and we'll just be mad. You're listening to Sports Central and Talk Radio <laughs> 96.7. Talk Radio 96.7. Kim Commando coming up next with her Digital Minute. After that, a brief update from Fox Business, a check of traffic and weather together. It's 5.30. 
And another hour of Sports Central hits your ears. Sports Central brought to you by Lucille's American Diner and your host, Neil Duncan. Hey guys, it's Josh Hicks here with oh. Neil. Oh, my bad. <laughs> and Becky. Sorry, Eric. I promise I was paying attention. You really were. Yeah, yeah. I saw you. Take it away, Josh. Yeah. Oh, well, you were listening to Sports Central for all you sports fans. Uh, we're here tonight. Uh, Neil kind of hit on it a little bit. He's getting excited for football season coming back in August. So I think we'll lead into the third segment and talk a little NFL. What do you guys think? Oh, you know I'll talk about some football. Well, Becky? The, oh, no, keep going. No, Becky, no? Okay. Are you what? a football fan? Bengals. Joe Burrow. Oh, because he's, he's pretty. A, he's that's a Joe Burrow say. fan. That's, that's it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> some news on uh, free agency. Yeah. Potential news. Yeah. So I, I, the, the chalk, the, excuse me, the chalk. The talk around the water cooler today is all about DeAndre Hopkins and and what what he's going to do. Um, he recently put a Twitter post out that you know, he he will eventually retire when he stops becoming a one thousand yard wide receiver. So for DeAndre Hopkins fans, it doesn't look like he has any plans anytime soon. Well, and, and I'm okay with that because too often players that start slipping, they, they should walk away. Mm-hmm. They they're past their prime. Dalvin Cook, I don't think he's past his prime. Nope. Uh, the shelf life is not near as high for NFL running backs as for the some of the other positions, but uh, we'll see what happens. That's a lot of wear and tear on the body. That is a lot. Of, and that's why a lot of running backs will leave college early because you stick around for another season or two, then all of a sudden you might only get one year in the show. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that kind of brings us up to the next topic. Um, you know, They're both looking for a new home. Um, I don't know if – if Dalvin Cook's going to stay with the Vikings, it, it's certainly clear that DeAndre's looking for a new home. And the kind of discussion right now is um, what would be better, Tennessee Titans or, or New England Patriots? I certainly don't think um, – Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah you know, we can keep dreaming. You know, I'd like him to go to the Chicago Bears too. But Well, I love Dalvin Cook back yeah. to when he was at Florida State watching him every sure. day, you know, every Saturday. But uh, Not what, everything what is you're about sa- Florida State. What you're saying I'm, is he looks, true. he looks good in red is what you're saying. Yeah, I, I think it would be good. But Excuse to, me, they're garnet. Uh, well, it's close <laughs> enough. And that's her contribution for this segment. Yeah. I know my colors. All right. <laughs> I, I really don't see him going to the Tennessee Titans just because they already have a great – great running back um you know i don't see derrick henry leaving anytime soon um dalvin cook really is looking for the patriots if the patriots can swing both of them um i'm not saying they'd be back to tom brady level but they'd have an actual punch punching chance i mean they're i don't think whoever ends up being the starting quarterback baker mayfield kyle trask whatever they're going to need to be able to run the ball oh uh, they cannot count on either one of those two to drop back and no. throw it 40 or 50 times like what the offense became this past season for the Buccaneers, so we'll yeah. see what happens. I never, ever miss an opportunity to poke fun at the Florida Gators, so here we go. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, breaking news on Monday, the Swamp is getting a makeover, a significant overhaul that's expected to cost somewhere in the neighborhood of $400 million and be a multi-generational solution for an aging and iconic stadium. Yeah, okay. Um, in the Florida <laughs> In the heart of Florida's campus, uh, as I mentioned, the Gators announced plans. They're going to hire an architect. They're saying it's a little too early in the process to know exactly when um, 
or how much it's going to be. Uh, you know, they don't want to speculate on that, but uh, they certainly do need an upgrade. The concourses are very small, uh, concession restrooms, seating area, less bleacher seating, some of the amenities that you're used to, uh, not only in NFL stadiums, but let's be honest, some of those college stadiums are nicer than, oh, uh, certainly. than, than the NFL stadiums. So the stadium first opened as a 22 thousand seat facility in 1930 and did you know that's still enough seats to seat all the miami hurricane fans oh <laughs> thank you pickles thank you. listening i hope he was <laughs> <laughs> it has been expanded several times in uh nearly a century since with capacity now at roughly 90,000 people that's but it insane. lacks many of the conveniences as we already mentioned that nfl venues do and and i thought it was a great um, i've actually been able to hang out with him and, and meet him but um scott strickland the ad uh there at florida really nice guy and i hate to say that because i don't like to say that about anybody from the <laughs> university of florida and, and tim tebow i said the same thing about him after i met him super good super nice guy um, that's not name dropping as much as just saying I said to Florida people were nice. Um, but, uh, that's it. That is it. But what he said was, look, yeah, that's it. I draw the line there. <laughs> but, but what he said was, look, we don't sell widgets. We sell an experience. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the day, we need to provide the best experience possible, uh, for people who are, uh, separating uh, themselves from their discretionary income and, and, and putting it into athletics at the University sure. of Florida. And really, it's no different than what we do in recruiting events to Central Florida. So on the supply side, you develop the facility, uh, but then you have to have uh, the infrastructure, uh, the supporting experiences, yeah. whether it's at the local restaurant or it's at the attractions, uh, because people are spending their hard-earned money either at the Swamp or here in Polk County, you've got to make it about the experience. Yeah. you got to make it worth their money. You know, they really need to be careful. You hit on the iconic Swamp. Um, you know, one of the things that's what's great about that stadium is is the atmosphere and the, that home field. I mean, teams hate playing there because of how crazy and how pandemic. How, Especially at night. Yeah, yeah. When it gets nuts and they're, they are filling up all 90, you know, 90,000 90, seats. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what? I, I would think that they do their due diligence, make sure that they don't go too big too quickly and end up having, you know, gaps in the in the area where they don't have that, that hometown experience. Well, and there was a lot of – you talk about the iconic part. You know, when they completed the horseshoe up there mm-hmm. at Ohio State, a lot of people pushed back on, oh, you're taking away from – but now they made the experience – I mean, it is it fills loud up even <laughs> in there. Yeah. It is so loud in there. So I, I agree with you. And as much as I, it pains me to say that it is iconic. Mm-hmm. The, the swamp, you you fear, you know what? What do they say? You don't want to be gator bait, gator or whatever. Bait. Yeah. The, I know that hurt you to say that. But. Whatever that chant, I don't even know what that means. But um, you yeah. know the chomp. That, yeah. That's what I was talking yeah. about. But anyways, so any of that stuff. So it, it, I don't know it. I think it's good, and I've said this before. It's good for college football when Florida's good. When Florida State's good, mm-hmm. Miami, mm-hmm. but now UCF going to the Big Twelve, they're clamoring again. First of all, <laughs> any UCF fans, if you're listening, you still haven't won a national championship in football. Ouch. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. You can claim it all you want. It did not happen. Yeah. Okay, now that I've got that out, somebody of the way. is punching their steering wheel right <laughs> now. <laughs> but I do believe that the conversation. So. Remember when USF went up to Tallahassee and beat Florida State? I remember it. I was there. It yeah. was miserable. It was hot. And yeah. and and they all of a sudden had Karma. bill all of a sudden they had billboards. 
the big four, because they always talked about the big three, yeah. the big four. Well, USF clearly never rose to that level. I mean, they, they got in the top ten and no, some other things. But um, um, UCF going to the Big 12, they have a real shot, and they've been pulling down some four- and five-star yeah. recruits here recently. Yeah. If the Big 3 are not careful, UCF could be up there and, and play well, a factor. That's where it comes down to. It really, for the future of any program, it comes down to recruiting. You see you know, Nick Saban, and he's like going after middle school kids, you know. Really, that's that is the product of your football club, and they, you're you're absolutely right. Those three programs need to be careful of of that um, mo- mo- momentum. Excuse me, that UCF has. Yeah. Well, with that, we're going to go ahead and head to our final break. When we come back, we're going to find out everything that Becky and jo- No, I'm just kidding. We're going to talk about uh, local events and what's coming up here in Central Florida's Polk County. Stick around for the fourth and final segment of Sports Central on Talk Radio ninety six point seven. Sports Central's what you got. Talk Radio 96.7. And it's brought to you by Home Tube by Hilton. Are you ready to rock? Oh, yeah. Here's Becky, Neil, and Josh. Okay, Josh, you know I love you, buddy. But I have to call you out just as Eric called you out during the break. So let me set the picture for the listeners of Sports Central. Eric is on one side of the glass, running the mothership. He is he is the the man behind the curtain, and we're on the other side, the three of us. And we're looking at him. So after Josh threw his probably seventh uh, paper ball, paper ball, yeah. Eric says, "Has he made any of those? <laughs> How many have you made? Un. One of seven. One. Josh Hicks shoots, he misses." <laughs> On the rebound, here's Becky. Becky yeah. shoots, scores. Uh, no, 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 no. See, that's the second once. part of this. I only missed one. Twice. I missed one. All right, she's telling the fifth. The one difference air. is, I'm five. Point feet. blank range, can't get it done. Yeah. It's like, like Shaq at the free throw line. That's pretty. Funny. I, I need a taco. That's pretty funny. <laughs> um, I do appreciate all the uh, negative texts I got from UCF fans. <laughs> um, you can you can text me all you want. But guess what? You still haven't won a national championship in college football. I need some ice for that burn. FSU still sucks. Oh, you Whoa! Can't, you, you can't, can't say, say that, that. that. Eric, Eric almost hit the dump button. That's right. That is <laughs> that is not okay. I am ecstatic. We are a little over a month away. I'm going to call it a little over a month away. Today is July 6th. Saturday, August 26th, the college mm. football season kicks off. Week one, Navy versus Notre Dame in Ireland, in Dublin. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Wow. So You're missing a that. Full, <laughs> a full slate. Uh, the Gators will be in Utah uh, that same day, 8 p.m. on ESPN, taking on the Utes. Of course, that, uh, well, of course, yeah, that's going to draw a blank now. He was like a human cheat code when he was at Lake Gibson, and now he plays running back for Utah. Kid's unbelievable, but uh, a great talent up there. I have a quick question. Mm. Do you think Notre Dame is going to be the home team in Dublin since they're the fighting Irish? Sorry. it was It's right there. It was too simple. <laughs> I need to go home. <laughs> I, know, I know a guy over there. I'll, I'll ask him. Okay. I'll ask him next time I talk to him whether that is the case. It was a joke. 
<laughs> poorly, yeah. poorly formed. You're Don't forget uh, tonight, doubleheader over there at Publix Field, Joker Martin Stadium, St. Lucie in town taking on the Lakeland Flying Tigers. Uh, it's Bark in the Park. Uh, second game because last night was rained out. Uh, that game will start immediately following the first game. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, they will be taking on I talk with my hands. Stop making fun of me, okay? <laughs> you don't like it? Move away. <laughs> I have nowhere to go. <laughs> but uh, we got How some... How do you feel about Cleveland? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you to Cleveland. I like it. Or it's cold. We're thrilled to have brought in, and uh, now they are here starting today, the USA Softball J.O. Cup, and that's taking place this weekend. Yo, yeah. We're, um, that's part of a great relationship. We have a great crest and USA Softball. Many people know that... The USA Olympic team um, traveled here and, and trained in, in Lakeland. Twice. And, twice. So to kick off the Olympics in 2020, we all know what happened there. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so they did it again in 2021. <laughs> yeah, but, but due to that great relationship, we yep. were able to retain and, and uh, recruit a couple more events. One large event is the JO Cup that Neil mentioned. It's going to be at the Diamond Plex. Uh, over 700 participants this weekend. Pretty cool. And uh, we're wrapping up uh, – Three weeks of perfect game out at Lake Myrtle. Yeah, that's been a massive event at Lake Myrtle. The in last, NERP. In NERP. The last uh, three weeks, we've uh, held them from basically Friday afternoon through Monday afternoon at both venues, averaging 100 teams each week. So that's a, a pretty large baseball event for us, wrapping that up this weekend as well, finishing up with the championship games on Monday. little flag football up at uh, Northeast Regional Park this weekend, Becky. If you're going to read the whole thing, why am I the one reading it? Man. Sass. Eric, we might need to get her further than Cleveland. We might need to. <laughs> we might need to send her to Canada. How far back do you want me to pull? Well, the prime minister <laughs> is trying to get Taylor Swift to uh, have a concert up there, so maybe you're Taylor Swift. Perfect. You're a Swifty, aren't you? Is that what they not call? Not really. Them? They do call them Swifties. Look at me, no one's. But stuff. I'm not like a big Swifty fan. All right. Well, I would like you I to swiftly music, read about but... the uh, flag football event <laughs> up at Northeast Regional Park. Flag so. football weekend warriors happening July 8th to July 9th at Northeast regional park there's about 1600 people projected to be there yeah that's one of our our regular clients uh norm mclean yep. stole cold norm as he's known in the office brings in lots of flag football tournaments <laughs> to polk county he will actually be on the show next week so for for fans you got something to look really? forward to yes very very uh unique character. it's funny how i'm not on the show and then he'll come on so <laughs> make sure you point that out to him impress me basketball uh southeast showcase will be at the field house at the avon field house there in winter haven also had the florida state water ski championships coming up at lake grew uh that's the 9th through the 11th but yboa yeah the yboa national um actually their first week of two weeks is going to be held at the field house um starting next weekend um for three days it's going to be at the Avon Health Fieldhouse and at the Lake Eva Community Center. They're expecting over 1,200 participants. Wait a minute. Wait a Hold on. <laughs> Did intern, intern Wyatt, Wyatt do this? That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're also going to be at Tom Fellows, right? I don't believe so. Okay. So that might have been so a that projection. Was a, okay. So maybe part. that was his question because literally yeah. it says Tom. Question mark. Question mark. <laughs> like, it's like he's asking who Tom is. Yeah. See, I, I, you know, I could champ. I just ran right through that one. Just passed it off on him. Yep. And uh, this weekend, the Polk County 7v7, 7-on-7 tournament. It's not flag football. It's just uh, 7-on-7 there at the Lake Merle Sports Park. And then we also have Half Century, which I know. uh, In your former time with Visit Central Florida Sports, you dealt a lot with them. Great partner of tourism and sports marketing. 
Florida Half Century is actually going to be hosting their 50s tournament. That's in partnership with the County Parks and Rec Department and the City of Lakeland. They're going to be holding that at the Lois Hart Park in Mulberry, Walker Road Sports Complex in Lakeland, and the Southwest Complex in Lakeland. Real quick, we got about a minute and a half left of the show. we got a caller on the line. Ronnie, oh. about the coverage you ask? It's phenomenal. Ronnie, you there? (laughs) Yeah, Ronnie Ocean here. Yeah, I I find it very funny that any Florida State fan (sighs) would make fun of anybody's stadium. What are you talking about? A a tornado went through Tallahassee and cost $15 million worth of improvements. (laughs) (laughs) I like Ronnie. Well, you you know what, Mr. Ozone? Here's the thing. If you guys win a championship in, you know, I don't know, the next decade, because uh, you certainly haven't done it in over a decade, you can maybe give us some grief. Oh, you're on a decade now, too, my friend. Not quite yet. 2013. <laughs> I understand. We're not quite yet. We, we, we haven't played the seat. Well, let me ask you this, and we've only got a, bit, a minute left. And then, if you want, I'll call into your show tonight and tell you why you're wrong, um, which is why you called in so late in our show. But my question to you is, do you believe that UCF won a national championship, and should they claim it? Now, here's my thing with UCF. Tell UCF fans, when you win a real championship, you don't have to buy your own trophy. (laughs) On that note, we're going to say goodnight. Thank you so much. Listen to his show tonight at 8 o'clock for Josh Becky and Eric Clark. I'm Neil Duncan. Good night, everybody.